You are listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. Here are Pastor Phil, Pastor Brian, and Crystal. Hello out there, and welcome to episode two of The Man, The Millennial, and Miss Crystal. I'm your host. My name is Bill Fagg, better known as The Man, only designated so because I'm the old guy here. Uh, with me is Brian Hoysa. Say hi, Brian. Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the millennial, and if you're like me, you might be listening to us on one and a half speed. And also, Miss Crystal. Hey, this is Miss Crystal, and I'm just here to kind of balance out the team. Yeah, add a little sanity to the <laughs> craziness that if the millennial and the man were by themselves, what Crystal referees our staff meetings all the time anyway. She keeps us on track, she keeps us focused. And the purpose of this podcast is to bring just a little bit of levity, engage in some lighthearted conversation, but also a word of spiritual encouragement too. And so we just calculated from our staff's perspective, we have been, this is the 15th day that we have been on an adjusted schedule. Our leadership team made the decision on March 11th to uh, begin winding things down uh, and pushing all of our ministries online. I don't know about you, but I have Zoomed and Zoomed and Zoomed for the last 15 days. And so maybe one whole podcast will be uh, about Zoom etiquette and Zoom funny things, but not today. Governor Ralph Northam mandated that all schools in the Commonwealth of Virginia to be closed. And so our first question for Millennial and the man and Miss Crystal is, if you had to miss out on three months of any grade in school, which one would you pick and why? Let's throw that to Miss Crystal to start off. Sure. Um, as a former educator, I must say that all grades are important, right? But I would say fifth grade. I felt like that was a blur. And fourth grade is important. Sixth grade is important. I think I could have gotten away without doing three months of fifth grade. That's a good one. How about you, Brian? Eighth grade, where I went to school, middle school was sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. High school started in ninth. I was ready to make that jump and just kind of checked out of middle school life, craving some more uh, independence. So if you just cut that short for me, that would have been my ideal one. I think for some reason, sixth grade would be it too. And I can't exactly remember why, except my teacher was a lady named Miss Hufflin at uh, McLeansville Elementary School in McLeans in the metropolis of McLeansville, North Carolina. And Miss Hufflin was, um, and I won't go into all the reasons why, because it would seem so uh, middle schoolish, but Miss Hufflin had the nickname of Hurricane Hufflin. I just remember her always yelling at me. I mean, just always. She just always was yelling at me. Why, Bill? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, back when I went to school, okay, back in my day, were any of you ever paddled? No, <laughs> no. Not with the paddle. Not with the paddle. Oh, I was twice, but not by Hurricane Hufflin. She just yelled at me. I was paddled once by my math teacher in eighth grade, Mr. Ritter, for basically putting a piece of paper in the trash can. Now, the problem was I was sitting in the back row, far corner of the classroom, and it was during March Madness, and I launched a Michael J. jumper uh, from the back corner, and it, it just... Nothing but net. And all the people, all the class went nuts. <laughs> Mr. Ritter marched me out to the hall, into the stairwell, 
and paddled me three times. <laughs> My classmate said you could hear it just go kapow, kapow, kapow. Oh my. Uh, the second time, I won't go into the reason why, but it was in 11th grade. Believe it or not, I mean, yeah, 11th grade, something I did, not real bad by today's standards, but something I did. And basically the assistant principal looked at me and just smirked and said, okay, you can have five days of detention after school or three licks with the paddle. And I said, get the paddle. I, I, I didn't want to spend five days after school in detention. So now I was not a bad kid. Don't get me wrong. I was not a bad kid at all, but I was kind of the class clown. That's how all that ends up going down. So where are we now? Hey, Crystal, as a former educator, do you wish you had the ability to do this to your students? Oh, no. No, nah, I mean, like, no. It would not be effective if you had to have me paddle you. That would not be effective at all. No. I, um, I, when I was in the classroom, I found other ways of getting kids to realize the error in their ways. So usually just knowing that they made Miss Crystal disappointed was enough for a lot of them to be like, oh, I need to shape up real quick. But um, Phil, that, that story was hilarious to me in that I could totally see one of my former students doing that and us having to go to the hallway and have a talk about that. So that was hilarious to me. <laughs> Okay, so what has been the most unique and unusual thing that you've watched on TV or done in the past week while you've been stuck inside? I have watched some fascinating television. Uh, I really enjoyed this past weekend. ESPN uh, showed unique content uh, playing off the ESPN 8, the Ocho, uh, from the movie Dodgeball. So I watched the European Tram Driver Championships. And uh, it was really cool. They had tram drivers from across the continent. Uh, they would try to stop at the exact uh, place where they would need to pick people up. And uh, it was some fun competition. Uh, and I think it was just what I needed as a distraction uh, from what's going on in the world. So I would like more uh, programming like that. Well, um, I felt like I had a very full weekend, much fuller than normal weekends. Uh, so Netflix, uh, you know, have now has a Netflix party extension on Chrome where you can do watch parties with friends and families. There was a new series, uh, Self Made. It's the Madam C.J. Walker story. And so it's four different episodes, so to speak. So there were quite a few watch parties that I was invited to specifically for that. So did two of those watch parties. And then um, Instagram was just on fire this weekend with um, DJs doing live sets. So I felt like my friends partied the entire weekend and I just popped in and out of these parties. But um, it's been great to kind of do the chat feature and see what everybody's doing and all of that. You know, I haven't really watched a lot of TV uh, during this yet. Um, I've been pretty, pretty full at work and um, I've watched a lot of Zoom. Uh, I think I've, I don't know. I've lost count of how many Zoom, you know, connections and conversations I've had in the last 15 days, but they've been quite a few. I did, though, I I've, I've did a wedding over Zoom, uh, which was just uh, beautiful, and it was fascinating, and it was delightful. And did you wear a uh, suit for it? I, no, but I did put a coat on. Also, uh, I've been cook. Well, I cook a lot anyway. Uh, haven't really added to my repertoire, but you know, cooking pretty much the way we've divided things. Our son is with us. I've pretty much taken on the role of uh, hunter, 
gatherer and preparer. So I get the food from the grocery store and then I cook the food. And Jody pretty much has taken on the role of laundry and pretty much cleaning. And then Alex considers himself the auxiliary backup in uh, all those chores, which um, we still need to work on activating the auxiliary backup a little more often. So I haven't really done much. Kind of same old, same old here. It's just kind of a blur attending to the needs of the twins. You know, we've done, speaking of grocery shopping, Amazon Fresh, we started to get these orders, um, which is great. I did a curbside pickup at Safeway a couple weeks ago, was not that impressed. Uh, Did one from Harris Teeter, was not that impressed. Uh, Amazon Fresh has been great. So uh, it's been fun to get that stuff in and and whip it up. And uh, I have kind of like four things uh, that I've been cycling through. Uh, we're going to get tired of them soon, so I need to expand my menu offering. Yeah, I can coach you through a chicken marsala. Uh, I do have some chicken in the freezer from when it was Safeway uh, Bogo in February. Yeah, and chicken. Uh, there's a chicken Florentine that's really good, too. Uh, say a little more about Amazon Fresh, because I actually started thinking today about, you know, I might just start doing that online. How long does it take? Often when you check, um, there are not delivery spots available you kind of have to get lucky to get a delivery spot. So we're up a handful of times in the night. So Sarah will load the cart uh, and then, you know, maybe check it at like 3 a.m. and there's spots available. She then clicks purchase and it takes like 48 hours. So I think the last couple of weeks, she's placed an order in the middle of the night on Saturday and we've gotten it on Tuesday. 48, 72 hours, somewhere in there. And is the delivery spot like a time frame? It's a two hour window and they have stuck to that that's what when you say delivery spot that's what you mean just the ability to even be a stop yeah just to get on their schedule uh it's tight right now crystal what are you doing for groceries well i live on top of giant right so when i need to get out of the house i'll like walk down the giant um it's been hit or miss um a lot of times but i forgot so i have a hello fresh subscription i've had it for years and their um, menus haven't been the greatest lately, so I've just been canceling, but I forgot to cancel. So on Sunday, I received a box, and it was actually right on time because I'm like, oh, great. I don't have to go to Giant and try to find something in the meat section or try to find random things to put together. So um, this week, I'm actually having real meals uh, that I get to prepare oh. in my kitchen and use some of my culinary skills because HelloFresh delivered on Sunday. So... I've done, there's a risotto that I'll do tonight. Um, earlier this week, it was a, um, a shrimp stir fry dish. Oh. And then I forget what the next one is, but I have three meals. So two of them are left. Um, and that has been really helpful. Now, when you go to Giant, do you wear gloves or like, what do you do? Um, so, <laughs> so I'm not like overly whatever about it. I mean, I will sanitize the cart if I have to get a cart, um, but I don't wear gloves. And then when I get home, I'm, I was always a stickler. Like I don't wear my street clothes in the house. So when I get home, I mean, I immediately change my clothes and like immediately wash my hands, sanitize and disinfect everything and then um, put things away. Yeah. I wear gloves and take Lysol wipes and try, I almost don't touch 
I even don't touch what I'm getting off the shelf. And I don't know how long the Lysol wipe lasts. How do you get it off the shelf? Well, with, with the Lysol wipe. Oh, okay. I pictured you kind of like, you know, elbowing it into your cart. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like elbowing it or, or actually for my workout routine, uh, I just run into the shelf and bump it to see if some will fall off. And then I push my cart under. Right. <laughs> All right. Last Last question here. By the way, I hope people listen to this podcast because this one's a good one. Um, what songs are you currently listening to while you're at home? Okay, so I'm a fan of 90s hip-hop and R&B. So um, I'm kind of like Mary J. Blige. Anything by her, I'll listen to. And then I guess I just listen to like those type of playlists. But specifically thinking about, um, you know, praise and worship. There's a song by Kurt Franklin. It's called Love Theory, and it's very contemporary, and it's high, like high energy, great beat. And that's what I'll play when I need to like get moving, and uh, just listen to that. So yeah. Hey, will you send me that title? Maybe we can play it during yeah. our greeting time. Sure. Yeah. Like, seriously. I've never been a big music person. Uh, there are really only a couple times where I'll play it when I feel like I shouldn't be watching any more TV or when I'm doing the dishes. When I feel like I shouldn't be watching any more TV, it's usually because I'm trying to you know, relax in the living room. So when that happens, uh, the two playlists I put on are Best of Simon and Garfunkel and Best of John Denver. Uh, now, when I do the dishes, I like a little more upbeat music. So uh, recently I've been kind of revisiting some CDs that I enjoyed a lot in high school. Uh, so I, I listened to two uh, Lupe Fiasco albums that I really enjoyed from like 2006, 2007. Uh, I loved Fuji's The Score when oh, I was yeah. in high school. I had no idea the content and like how real that was. And now that I'm listening to it, like a decade later, I'm very surprised um, that, you know, I, I was more, uh, I had a, a deeper sense of what I wanted in lyricism than I realized at the time. Uh, so, so I listen to those while I do the dishes because uh, usually it takes a little while. So I just make it a kind of dance break for me. I'm usually all over the map with my music. And I also can get stuck on a few few songs. But um, I uh, one of the things I enjoy doing, and, and I found a few other people that enjoy this too, but occasionally I like to listen to the YouTube mashups of the best of like, uh, the voice or the best of X Factor. There have been a couple worship songs that have really spoken to me a lot. Um, Waymaker is one of them uh, from the Passion Conference 2020. And um, there's also one by Capital City Music, our friend Jacob uh, Cantrell's, one of his projects. And I think it's called All Hell King Jesus or something. It is just extraordinary. Also, um, one of my go-to pieces is uh, Mahler's um, Second Symphony, the Fifth Movement, which is, it, it's in German, uh, but if you Google the lyrics, they're extraordinary as well. Uh, and that Mahler is called the Resurrection Symphony. And uh, it's just really powerful. It's for actually originally written for almost like a thousand either voices, brass strings, and occasionally you'll be able to find a, um, a, a rendering that, uses all that so it's pretty cool were these composers just not that creative with naming like i feel like so many of their songs are have numbers in them 
oh, I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to pick on them. I don't understand music. Why, why is it, you know, symphony number whatever, instead of like a sweet title that makes me want to listen to it. Probably one of the more famous pieces of classical music for, uh, people, for the people who, um, aren't uh, uh, overwhelmingly musically literate would be the 1812 Overture, um, The Barber of Seville, uh, which most people know through Bugs Bunny, the cartoon. Bugs Bunny was doing like cutting somebody's hair. Anyway, I don't know if, if, if uh, musicologists name those or if the actual composer originally named them something. So that's what I'm not sure of. Like it could be just how that's how musicians now know Mahler number two, fifth movement, but it maybe Mahler named it resurrection symphony or um, uh, Franz Liszt preludes. Um, so they, a lot of them do have names actually. Well, if you're listening and you're an expert, reach out to us and uh, we could have you on next week to enlighten uh, not just us, but our audience as well. Yes, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. It would be interesting if, if they did that today, you know, like what was one of the pop songs you listened to? I mean, what if you listen to, you know, Taylor Swift's, Taylor Swift's uh, 734th song? <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. Okay, well, let me um, all right, sort of transition here for a minute. Any, any big events that social distancing or, as our friend Bill Hook says, bio-distancing, socially connected, any big events that uh, people are missing and how are you responding to that? Well, um, I am turning 40 on Sunday, right? And um, for me, and for a lot of people, like 40 is a big milestone birthday. And so for months, I was planning what I was gonna do. You guys might know that I was gonna do like a big brunch and I had a whole weekend plan. And then two weeks ago, I called my sister and I said, you're not coming, right? You're not coming from Texas because I think we're canceling. I had already said that 40th year meant I was celebrating all year long, but you know, the thought of being in an empty apartment on my birthday and having birthday cake by myself really wasn't um, very motivating, right? So I have decided, um, and I've gotten it together with one of my friends that's a DJ, and we are doing a party on Zoom. Um, and so just invited friends from Facebook and stuff and said, hey, we're going to celebrate my 40th birthday on Zoom and we're going to have some music and I'm going to eat birthday cake. So y'all bring some treat to enjoy while I eat my birthday cake. But um, I decided to just turn it into a virtual party because um, I still want to celebrate. Yeah. And yeah. And so some people have said, well, our birthdays canceled. No, they're not canceled. It just, I think... Um, if you really still want to be able to celebrate, it just means being creative a little bit and how you do so and something that's meaningful to you. For me, I love to dance and I love birthday cake. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's meaningful for me to have both of those done and then having people join via Zoom to do that. So, yeah. So that's how I'm looking at celebrating this year. What, what kind of birthday cake do you love? really feel I just love cake but um so I am going to make because I like baking too and I just haven't baked a cake in a long long time so I'm just making a regular vanilla cake I do cake decorating so I'm going to do a pretty intricate design for the frosting itself or the icing and that'll be my cake um and plus I 
my sister already told me I need to like freeze half of it for her for later. So I'm assuming that, you know, it'll look pretty. I'll eat a slice and then I'll freeze the rest and it'll be there for another time. Hey, Brian, what's your favorite cake? Uh, I'm pretty simple. Just like a yellow cake with chocolate frosting. I'll enjoy. I don't discriminate. Cake is cake. Uh, The ones I make are usually from a box. But if somebody wants to make uh, me a nicer one, I'll happily eat it. (laughs) My family sort of, um, they can't quite understand, but I prefer what we grew up calling store-bought, like birthday or wedding cake. I absolutely, and my mom's pound cake obviously was really good, but I love a a really good white cake, white icing from, you know, the kind of classic ones from the bakery. Um, well, Crystal, uh, happy birthday in advance. I mean, um, what a birthday to celebrate in, in, um, in this bio distancing, but socially connected. And so um, I feel you there. Uh, Brian, how about you? Any, any big events? Nothing huge. Uh, Back to Crystal. I really admire and respect, Crystal, your enthusiasm about it. Uh, I've had interactions with some people who are so defeated about big things being altered. And your energy around it, I think, is what we need more of. How can you redeem the situation? So I can't wait to hear how it goes. If you guys listen next week, maybe Crystal will give a recap of how the party went. Uh, for me, really, the it's it sounds simple, but church is the thing I'm kind of missing. Yes, it's something that happens every week, but uh, it's such a rhythm of life that I've had for so long that uh, it is noticeable how different and disrupted it is on Sunday mornings when there's just four of us at the building. But it's been really fun to see people engage from a distance, so... I loved this past Sunday seeing all the activity on the chat. I loved interacting with people on uh, the Zoom Bible study at 9.30. So I I haven't had one landmark event on the horizon coming up that this is going to interfere with, but I'm aware of how it's changed the weekly rhythm, but also kind of intrigued about uh, how we can adapt and just adjust in the moment. I have two. One is far more important than the other. But so the one that's more important is our son's graduation from law school. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it's scheduled for May 16th, so it's not lost yet, but not sure about that. Don't know if they'll do it later in, in July or, or whatever. But um, but anyway, that, you know, kind of, it's a bummer for him and, and for us. Law school's a, a long, arduous journey. And uh, that will all be made a little bit easier if he gets a job. Then I am a massive baseball fan. So tomorrow was the original opening day, March 26th. And I have to discipline myself not to start counting down every single day until a hundred days until opening day. And so for the longest time until this uh, shutdown, uh, you know, I was in the, okay, now we're down into below 30 days, you know, and all that. So, uh, I'm going to miss baseball starting up, but it pales in comparison to number one, my son's graduation and number two, just all that's going on. One day uh, the nationals will play again and I'm looking forward to that and having great memories. I've disciplined myself not to watch uh, highlights of the playoffs until tomorrow. And then I'll just watch some of the, the playoff run um, to celebrate the, the uh, 2019 and until uh, further notice, maybe even 2020, uh, world champion Washington Nationals. 
Um, so, um, so, so but, yeah. Can I ask you a quick question? So have you guys given any thought to, you know, how you might, if graduation is canceled, how you might still celebrate this accomplishment with Alex? Yeah, we'll probably um, fold his laundry one day. <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely do something. Yeah, okay. definitely. And, uh, you know, he's, of course, he's, Alex is 27 now, so he's not like some of the, the college students at the beach in Florida, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, so he's, number one, just more mature, but um, he's pretty, he's almost more locked down than me and Jody, as far as he just doesn't really want to go out of the house or anything much. So we'll have to figure out how to do it virtually if we're still that way, May 16th. Well, hey, let me leave everybody with uh, a Bible verse that um, has just kind of popped up into my uh, uh, awareness this week. I'm hoping the Lord just gives a different verse each week to to meditate on. Um, But this one is from uh, Philippians 4, uh, 4 through 7. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Uh, Let your gentleness be evident to all. Uh, The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Um, I won't elaborate too much on this, but, you know, it's, it's, Paul starts this whole uh, set of verses by saying, rejoice in the Lord. And that when, when we find our joy in the Lord, that is, that is a joy that cannot be stripped away and taken away from us at all. And so no matter what our circumstances, um, we can be gentle. Uh, I'm, I'm working on the, the, the definition of the word gentle in the Greek, but there's a settledness and calmness that goes with that too. Um, we, can, we can be gentle um, and we can realize that the Lord is constantly near us. And so then Paul says, don't be anxious um, because we can lift all of our requests, all of our concerns to the Lord and the peace of God, which is beyond what we can imagine, will guard our hearts and our minds. And so uh, that's my word of encouragement for our folks listening today is that you will just find your your joy no matter what your circumstances during this time. Find your joy in the Lord because there's no virus, there's nothing that can take that away. And when we're able to do that, then that puts other areas of life and perspective. And so with that, we'll, we'll leave you today. Um, Brian, I'm going to ask you to pray for us if you don't mind. And then we'll look forward to seeing you next week on episode three. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, God, we are thankful in these times when we can't be in the same place as much that you're able to gather us together through technology, through zoom, through the phone, through worshiping on YouTube. God, thank you for the ways that uh, you are sustaining your church and we're grateful Uh, for all that you're doing. So Lord, as we uh, continue about this week, give us comfort, give us hope, fill us with with joy in you and uh, just appreciation for the grace and the gentleness that you extend to us. Lord, we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Millennial, The Man and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. For more information on our church and other ministries, visit oldtown.cc. Services are available to watch online every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. Visit 
youtube.com search Old Town Community Church. This podcast and sermon audio are available on podcasting apps worldwide. Apple and Google Play search OTCC Podcasts.